0: Welcome everyone to episode 56 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonan, and I'm really excited about today's episode. We've got to sit down with HSO Solution Specialist Keith Watling to talk about the new Homes for Ukraine application his team have just developed with Microsoft. Now, this thing is going to help local authorities simplify and so speed up the process of finding homes for refugees. It's a game changer. So grab a brew, sit back, relax and enjoy the show.
1: Beer or wine? Beer. You have a favourite?
2: Yeah, Corona, because I like to live dangerously. (laughs) Dog or cat? Oh, mate, you can't ask anybody that question. I've had both. They both have their merits. But at the end of the day... You still have to pick up their poo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, they're at that. Same,
2: same. (laughs) (laughs) The top, the front bit's different. One of them's happy, one of them's aloof. The back bit, same.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, that's so good. Horror or comedy?
2: Comedy. Can't stand horror
1: films. (laughs) Buy or build?
2: Oh, build, mate. All day long. I thought we'd say that. Which leads me, oh God, what (laughs)
1: you Which leads me on to the question, um, so we've, in conjunction with, with Microsoft, we've developed this, um, a new application called Host Ukraine and created this application to make it easier or help make it easier for local authorities to make the process of Ukrainian refugees, move them through the process of application much faster, whilst also helping those who want to help home the uh, refugees, make it easier for the approval process to go through in, in kind of one really simple application. But uh, I'd rather get rather well, my take, and I'd rather get your kind of take on it as to what what it is actually that we've created.
2: Yeah, as with everything um, that you you kind of see in government, you you assume that there's some magic wand that someone waves and all this stuff automatically happens. And you know it, we 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 chastise them in the press for this, that, and the other. But when you when you come down to it, someone's still got to build a system with some ones and zeros that does something that does something and um I think what's quite interesting is that there's a a system that's in place called uh called foundry where all of the data lives and uh and that's where they person seeking refuge can come and log their request right I want to come blah blah blah, all that kind of good stuff yeah now the the interesting bit is that 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 system has been kind of spun up very very quickly so uh, a lot of it's sort of free text and the data needs to be groomed quite a lot. You've got people coming English isn't their first language, all that kind of stuff, which is also a consideration that they take taken into account. But like it's, it's things we're just identifying people. So in Ukraine, in the UK, we take first name and surname for granted. In Ukraine, uh, quite often a, a surname is a first name and a first name is a surname. So right. there's yeah, so like just just like the kind of basics I trying to identify who somebody is. It's actually pretty tricky and then there's a the language divide there's there's you know there's a lack of people on the ground to guide people through the process and that kind of stuff so what the government have got is quite a not not through any fault of their own a very complicated i not call it dirty or messy data set but it's a very complicated data set yeah. yeah and there's there's some really fundamental things that there that are quite difficult to pin down so what we did was we sat down with a bunch of um, local authorities from around the uk who'd all volunteered a bit of time and uh, and the headers of their Excel workbooks of what 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 the columns Excel. are called so we could kind of see what their data, what the data looked like mm. and some some sample data, and we tried to pick out what the most common things and themes they were trying to do and uh, whilst we looked at trying to sanitize what comes out of this Foundry system we were also told that this thing's changing all the time so rather than spend our time trying to kind of clean up what's getting squirted out of this thing every day which we could have been there we, we would still be working on it now you know it's it's changing all the time so it needs that iterative care and it's that that's the bit that the, i think the councils are going to have to or someone somewhere is going to have to put a person or people in there to 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 sort of sanitize that data but it turns out the councils just got to do that anyway because it's so messy it just requires a human a right, human yeah, okay. a humans humans searching the data for stuff and looking for matches and making contacts and doing that good old-fashioned thing <clears> where people <throat> talk to one another but what was missing from their process and what was being done everywhere was once those contacts had been made and joined together once those uh, relationships between families and had been made and um, a, a sponsor that's someone who is offering their uh, accommodation for someone to 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 reside in for a period of time once those things have been made that it's managing that process so we said well we, we can actually build something that is fairly concrete around that because what it turns out was all the local authorities had sort of had their their own methodology of doing is pretty much the same thing with a few table headers or a few column headers that were slightly different so we did, just sanitized they, it, it really they, they, all did, it they all did they all did it they all did it they all did it so everyone was doing it differently in okay. that everyone had a different set of Excel workbooks to manage this thing that they'd all made up. However, what it transpires is that basically they're all doing pretty much the same thing. Some of them are doing it in a slightly different process. Some of them are doing it a slightly different way. But the, the if you looked at the eight entities, the data entities, there was the same thing everywhere. There was um, a guest. So someone wanting to stay in the UK for a reason, and, and what, and it transpires that doesn't just happen to be, a, you know, it, can, it doesn't have to be just a Ukrainian refugee. That could be anybody seeking refuge. You just take the Ukraine bit off of it, and it's it's basically a way of marrying people up with social housing. Then you've got a, a sponsor, so it's someone offering offering accommodation, and so there's another table there, some accommodation, an actual loca- physical location and address in the UK or or other, and um. And then the next bit is that when those things happen, there needs to be some checks done, right? So there needs to be some checks done on on the on the sponsor, on the yep. on the on the guest, on the accommodation. Um, and when those checks are done, you can group those accommodations together in a thing called a placement. So that's where you take an accommodation provided by a sponsor, and you place some guests inside that accommodation, and that's now a placement. And that placement is hopefully and potentially that guest and the group within that that guest resides within so that might be a family yeah. um, so there might be a primary contact within that family that we've we've identified that as well they're inside that placement and then there might be some additional checks that happen on that placement as well so it might be that there's a how you doing after 3 months check uh, what what additional services do you need check that kind of thing so we we built basically we built a very elegant questions and answers like a questionnaire engine that we call in checks and um, that they could just go and grab a bunch of data with um, the people on an a, the admins of the system, the, the people inside the council, they can specify the types of questions that have been asked in those checks um, so that they can kind of get information on, on what needs to be done.
1: So It's we, pretty we, cool. So we've taken the application process from both the guest or the refugee and the sponsor and put it into effectively one place, and then that one place is then managed. the The checking process is then managed in that single place. Correct. What what, what's this, what What is it made of? How is it built? What have you done it in?
2: So we built it. We built it on Microsoft Dataverse um, okay. using Microsoft Power Platform. So the the back end is a Dataverse database. It's surfaced through a, a Power App. Um, a model-driven Power App with some imbe- embedded Power Apps pages. It's all in one place. There's only one place to go. We've enabled things like activities, and and we, we we'd ask that councils think about turning on the Outlook integration so that you can have conversations in in email around a record, which is really powerful. Having that contextual conversations around a around a, a record is is a massively powerful thing that, that kind of comes out of the box with Dataverse. So that's a real real quick win. Uh, for managing this complicated process and uh, there's been some data flows developed by Microsoft to take the data from foundry and inject it directly into dataverse um so that you don't have to do any kind of manual upload of the data it's kind of squirted in there but when it is when it is injected it is in that untidy state so there's a secondary group of there's a sort of a, a mirror group of tables where they start pulling Information across into DataVerse, so that they kind of say, "Well, this is the original record, and this is me trying to sanitize it."
1: So, still, there's still that manual element to it, even though we yeah, simplify like, the process of uh, vetting.
2: Exactly. So, we we, okay. we just looked and said, "Well, what can we really? How can we really affect change here? We can't. We can't change that bit because that bit we we just don't have the technology to deal with that. You know, even if we threw it the, the and the guys who were doing it for Microsoft were like data." Ninjas, they were like, you know, they had the full the full power of all of the powers of the force with them and all that kind of stuff. My daughter <laughs> was about to go. Thank you, Google. Yeah, see all of that stuff, right? Like, you can make it do that, but we can't sort out the data right? anyway. <laughs> but that's not the point. Yeah. Um, but you, you see what I mean? So, you, see, yeah. you know, we've got all of these wonderful tools. But if the data rubbish and there's not there's not much you can do about it. So the only way so we've got that problem, we've got that time sink. We know that's there. The only other option available to you is to make the rest of the process as streamlined and succinct as possible. So that's what we decided to do, because that bit we knew we could throw something at it and it would stick
1: So to get to, to actually use the system or use the application that you need to be a technical person to to, to get it, to put it into um, your authority and then, and then use it
2: uh, not not massively. You wouldn't need the help of it. So there's a form, you, Microsoft form, you fill out, which we'll post in the, the links of this podcast, and that will give you access to 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 a GitHub. Um, don't be scared. There's full um, instructions on how to how to spin this thing up, um, but you would ne- you would need help of IT to spin it up, right? Or you, okay. or you could use a Power Platform community plan, like the developer account to do that if you know what that is because it, it does require someone putting it in it's not like something you can install it it sits in the cloud it's on your tenant so it sort of sits there and appears like a, a Microsoft Dynamics uh, first party application so yes you can um, if you've got a little bit of power platform chops but you probably in, in almost invariably the sort of thing you're talking about doing you're going to want someone in the IT department to do it and in terms of licensing if, if Microsoft aren't providing any free licensing with this, we, know, we had discussions with them about they were going to sort of help us help you out with homes for Ukraine for sort of like the next six months. If you're doing something with if your local authority doing something like this, they, they were going to help you out for the, for the Ukrainian crisis okay. um, like they did with COVID. So very, very good. Uh, humanitarian credentials there, but uh, but it would only we we envisage it being the 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 per app plan, and we don't we we foresee it being a very small team of people inside of the inside of a, a, a council that's uh, that's dealing with this kind of thing. Okay. In terms of what's next for it, we know that we, people have asked us to kind of like look at a portal that kind of thing to have some sort of front end for for people to interact with it we don't know what's going to happen with that yet that's a that's a discussion that we need to have but yeah it's exciting
0: I think
1: it's a an amazing initiative Uh, I really do because in war in particular in this instance in war there are no winners particularly uh, the families that have been whose lives have been torn apart so helping them find some stability in their lives even if, if it's for a short period of time I think it's a, a fantastic initiative and you know
2: well it's just kindness mate isn't it I mean how do yeah. you conquer how do you conquer aggression with kindness and Larry McKellis and Justin Milkinson who are the real arbiters of this behind the scenes you know I've um I've helped out make a few pretty power Apps pages but those are the guys who were in the trenches working on it i mean we, we 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 would regularly when we were building this thing because we were treating it like a hackathon we were having so much fun honestly you know it's, it's embarrassing how much fun we were having building it we were getting off the call at like 11 30 in the evening we were like no one paid attention to how many hours we were working it was just like let's get this done as quickly as possible and as and, a, a, and ultimately as a, a high quality as possible so whilst there may not be um, some of the features you want in there what we hope is what is there is of decent quality and if you do find bugs please let us know and we'll we'll work to get them sorted out like that's you know it's, it's brand new so it cuts a little bit of slack but we we're, we're, we're trying to we're, if you do find anything just just let us know and we'll be happy to try and address it it's um it's something we we're, we're all very proud of
0: when it comes to war there are no winners And from the outside looking in, seeing the death, destruction and displacement, it can leave you feeling helpless. And though we're not able to influence decisions or outcomes, we can at least help the innocent families impacted by this conflict. And to that end, the Homes to Ukraine click-to-place solution helps local authorities streamline the application, check-in and monitoring process of Ukrainian refugee placement. Its flexibility also means that as guidelines and direction changes, authorities can quickly adapt. And authorities can download the solution today on GitHub, to which I'll provide a link on the podcast page. Now, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. Until next time, do take care of yourselves.